0: Welcome to another edition of Phillies Today. I am your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, March the 27th, as the clock is at one. One day until the Major League Baseball season starts, until the Phillies finally get underway. We've talked so much about the excitement of the offseason, having a legitimate contending baseball team back in Philly, and Finally, after a long wait, that will come to reality tomorrow at Citizens Bank Park, Phillies Braves, Julio Turan coming into town to take on Aaron Null. It's going to be... Awesome! Uh, I will be down there uh, to check it out, of course, see Bryce Harper take a spot in right field for the first time, step to the plate for the first time, all that fun stuff. Uh, It is going to be rocking down there, the hottest ticket in South Philadelphia in quite some time for our boys in red pinstripes. So tomorrow we will dive into uh, previewing the game, of course, a season preview where we see the Phillies ending up the season now. They'll get there, all that. And, uh, and a lot more fun, stuff like that. But today, as we've talked this week, we've recapped a wild and exciting offseason. We've talked a little bit about the NLEs. I wanted to dive into this team specifically. We talked a little bit on Monday about how the team is comprised, but to really dive into the lineup, the offense and defense of it, talk about the pitching staff, the bullpen, maybe make a few predictions along the way as well. I've got some bold predictions in mind over the next couple of days. As well, and uh, of course, looking ahead to what is going to likely, hopefully, we all believe, be uh, one heck of a fun season for our Philadelphia Phillies for the first time in a long time. So let's dive in. Let's start with the the and the where we can probably spend the quickest amount of time. The lineup from uh, a perspective that's what we talked about the most this week. Certainly on Monday, all the off season additions. Gabe Kapler has put out tomorrow's opening day lineup and it is the lineup we all would expect the lineup that dare I say we could see more often than not Gabe Kepler at 138 different starting lineups last year um, I think this year we could see a significant amount less than that as uh, as maybe guys will actually be a little bit more locked into certain roles the opening day lineup as expected Andrew McCutcheon leading off in left field batting in the two old Gene Segura your shortstop batting in the three hole right fielder Bryce Harper that is going to be awesome to hear when Dan Baker does his thing with that come tomorrow uh, batting cleanup Reese Hoskins your first baseman not a market improvement on defense we'll talk about that as well uh, JT Real Muto behind the plate batting fifth your six hitter Odubel Herrera manning center field Cesar Hernandez in the seven hole, playing second base and then Mike Calfranco Eighth and playing third with, of course, the ace, Aaron Nola on the hill and batting ninth. Man, you think about the lineup that we went into last season talking about, and outside of Reese Hoskins, Cesar Hernandez, Mike Calfranco, and Odubo Herrera, the rest look a lot different. And <laughs> That's that pretty awesome, pretty exciting to add four bats like that to the lineup, McCutcheon, Segura, Harper, Romito, four of your top five hitters now are guys who were not on the team last season. Three of them were all-stars last year. The other ones won an MVP before, um, as has Bryce Harper, for what it's worth. So, look, uh, as we kind of discussed on Monday as breaking down the offseason the moves, I think you have to be incredibly enthusiastically excited about the potential this offense has this season. From the top to the bottom, it's going to be tough outs. Obviously, Mike Franco probably clearly the softest bat in that lineup from a consistency perspective but look he still batted 270 last year the the hollowest 270 i've ever seen but um if he's in the eight hole and he's not expected to be one of your run producers or someone who's a major force in your lineup um especially when you have a catcher gonna you know a lot of teams just throw their catcher in the eight hole or the seven hole, and, and it's a, a Terrible hitter. The Phillies have the best hitting catcher in baseball, so that's a real advantage there. I think they can buy with Franco on the 8-hole. You love Hernandez in the 7-hole, takes a little pressure off, kind of a base setter for that second half of the lineup or when you swing it back around. That's nice to see. And, And I think, look, we know how that top five can produce. I feel incredibly bullish about that top five's ability to put up runs on a consistent basis. I think Andrew McCutcheon and Gene Segura have a chance to be among the league leaders and runs scored. And I think by that same token, or Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins and even JT Romuto especially Reeves and Harper have a real chance to be in the running among the RBI leaders in the National League provided everyone stays housely. I think this team has a chance to score the most runs in the National League which is such a crazy thought when we're talking about a team that was certainly not that last year so you feel really good about that top five and as we discussed a little bit yesterday I feel really good about Odubo Herrera the potential for a bounce back season you look at his batting average the three years prior to last year's 255 he was a 297er a 286 hitter, a 281 hitter. He has the potential to be that type of hitter. We've seen it. Look, he was batting 360 into May last year. So there is the potential there. And as we discussed yesterday, working with a sports psychologist, working on the between the ears stuff, the really only area where he is not successful as a major league baseball player leads to his, his failures are are between the ears and the issues there. So if he can, focus on those at-bats that he's had success and repeat those processes and keep his mind locked in, man, if Odubo Herrera locked in is your six hitter, it's a heck of an offense. That's a really talented offense that has the chance to to really carry a baseball team. And, and look, it might need it. We'll get to the pitching later. But um, I feel really good about this offense. I feel really good in projecting Harper to, you know, approach career highs in home runs. 42 is his career high when he won the MVP. He might not get that many, but I think he's going to hit a lot of home runs. I think he's going to be an MVP candidate. I think JT Ralmudo could hit 30 homers in this ballpark, in this lineup. He is someone who has been outstanding on the road his entire career and, and terrible at home in that cavernous stadium in Miami. Now he's playing here, a guy who had an 870 OPS on the road last year as opposed to 773 at home. He's a lifetime 310 hitter on the road as opposed to 244 at home in Miami. So bring him into this ballpark, put him in a lineup with real players around him, real guys who can hit, can drive him in, can, can get on base for him. I think we're going to see a big time season from real Muto. And Hoskins, of course, in the middle of that lineup, I think there's so much potential there. And and of course, with McCutcheon and Segura set in the table, McCu- uh, Segura's batted over 303 years in a row, 304, three hundred three nineteen, I believe. Um, he'll get on base. He'll score you runs. McCutcheon, of course, as we've discussed, the 421 OBP leading off for the Yankees. So, I feel really good, really, really good about this offense's ability to put up runs. Flipping it around to the defensive side of the ball, here's the thing. This defense is going to be so much better than they were last year just by the fact that they're moving Reese Hoskins out of left field and putting him at first base. And don't get me wrong, Carlos Santana is absolutely a better defensive first baseman than Reese Hoskins is or will be. But Reese Hoskins was such an atrocious left fielder. The worst outfielder in the game defensively as rated by many metrics. Um, that's a huge advantage to get him out there. And then you add a guy like McCutcheon out there who is an above average left fielder. That is just a massive upgrade. Then you add to that the, the opportunity for Odubel Herrera. To not have to cover as much field, not have to be uh, as as forced to do as much in center field, that's going to allow him to do his job better. And Bryce Harper, I know all the metrics last year we've discussed. There are many reasons for what happened, um, but forced to play center field 62 games where it's worth. Bryce Harper, not a center fielder. He's a fine right fielder. He might not be the best in the league. He's definitely not the worst in the league, like the metrics said last year. So I think the outfield defense will be Absolutely improved, obviously, if nothing else, Hoskins isn't out there. You move to the infield, you might not have as good a uh, defensive player at first base, but the upgrade from Scott Kingery and whoever else was out there, J.B. Crawford, whoever else played there at times last season, especially when Estrubal Cabrera was out there, the upgrade to Gene Segura is so massive uh, as, look, Segura's not the best defensive shortstop in baseball, But he is a sound defensive shortstop. He will be where he's supposed to be. He will make the plays he's supposed to make, and that will be such a massive improvement at an incredibly important position. So I think, look, I I think they might not be light years better on infield defense, but they will be better. And then most importantly, in my mind, it's probably the, the position we don't think about when we talk about defense as much, but... The upgrade to JT Romuto from Jorge Alfaro. And and yes, Jorge Alfaro had a great arm, and he was a really good pitch framer. But JT Romuto, in terms of his ability to block the ball, to keep it in front of him, and more importantly, his ability to call a game and handle a pitching staff. And you don't think about it as, as a defensive type of thing, but it is part of that whole thing, right? It's part of preventing runs. Calling a game, handling a staff, what he brings there is eons better than what Jorge Alfaro brings there. And I think it's going to make a massive difference for this team. We've already heard pitchers on the team talk about the impact Real Muto has in that department. So when you put all these things together, the Phillies aren't going to be a great defensive team. They're not probably even going to be a a middle-of-the-pack defensive team. They'll be one of the worst defensive teams in baseball. But they won't be a historically bad defensive team, which is what they were last year. So while the defense may lack at times, it is going to be so much better than what we saw last year. And it really will make a difference across the board. You think about pitchers just going out there and knowing that you have a major league defense behind you. How much does that take off your your stress level? How much does that cause you not to have to feel like you have to strike everyone out or do this or do that? I think it's going to be a massive, massive thing for this team across the board, being able to just play sound defense, not to give runs away. That is such a killer. That was one of the craziest things about the fact that they had such a good record through the first four months of the season last year was they gave so many runs away on a night-in, night-out, consistent basis. It almost felt like they were better giving runs away than scoring them. And, of course, over the last two months of the season, they were. But I think just having a a major league quality caliber defense out there, again, not even close to above average, but just quality is going to make such a big difference for this team across the board. And again, I think Real Muto, the biggest upgrade they made defensively and really offensively, too, position to position. I guess, you know, look, uh, uh, Bryce Bryce Harper is a better hitter than Nick Williams, more so than Real Muto is over Alfaro. But just everything that Real Muto brings – across the board again from his his defensive game calling stuff to the culture guy to the leadership to all that stuff I'm just uh I'm pumped about JT Romuto I think he's the guy we probably have not talked about enough we've talked so much about Harper and and of course you know those, those types of things we have not gotten into enough about how good JT Romuto is and what a difference he's gonna make for this team all right coming up next we'll dive to the other side of things the pitching staff the if there is an Achilles heel with this team, it's not going to be the offense. It could be the defense. More likely, it's going to come from the pitching staff. We'll dive into that, the starting side, the bullpen of it all. And, of course, there is another part of this team and how they perform on the field. we got to talk about as well, their manager. We'll get into all that more coming up next. It's James Seltzer. It's Phillies Today. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer, as we have Discuss the offensive side of things and and the defense that comes with it. Let's swing it across as we continue our season preview week. Is that we're heading up to tomorrow when we will make our season predictions and some bold predictions and uh, of course uh, look ahead to tomorrow's baseball game that actually matters and counts. The Phillies and the Braves starting the season off at three o five at Citizens Bank Park. All right, diving into the pitching staff, the starting rotation, the starting five we know. Heading into the season will be Aaron Nola, then Jake Arrieta, Nick Pavetta. Well, is actually pitching game two, so Ari- Nola, Pavetta, Arrieta in some order. Eflin, Zach Eflin, and then Vincent Velasquez. Look, I think you obviously feel great about Aaron Nola. He's one of three guys who you would say is a front runner for the National League Cy Young Um, coming off the best season of his career he has gotten better each season in baseball I don't know how much better you can get than what the guy did last year but I expect the world from Aaron Nolan and and I expect to be delivered that after that you could argue that's really a lot of question marks I have high hopes for Nick Pavetta This has been discussed by me and others on many platforms. The Nick Pavetta breakout hype has become a thing, but I think it is very substantiated. The man, when you look at the underlying numbers of what he did last year, the strikeout rate as opposed to walk rate, the strikeout percentage, he has elite stuff. And if he can put it together and remain consistent and finish out his games... He has a chance to be a real difference-maker for this Phillies team. I don't think it's something you can count on, per se, at least to a certain level, but I'm expecting a step forward from Nick Pavetta, and I think that's going to be massive for this team. I'm also expecting a bounce-back season from Jake Arietta Look, I don't think we're ever going to see anything close to what he was in 2015 or even what he was in the second half of 2016. But I think that he's going to be better than he was last year as, look, I I don't always believe the whole, uh, you know, when players say they were hurt the year before and that's an excuse for their poor play. But you look at the torn meniscus, it does line up with when Arietta really struggled. And when you factor in the fact that he had the short short offseason, short spring training last year, wasn't able to really do his normal off-season routine because he signed so late, never really got rolling the way he likes to. And I think for a guy like Arietta that means even more than for other pitchers. He's someone who relies so much on the workout ability, on the uh, stamina, on the physical ability, on the, the use of his legs – All that type of stuff is so crucial to Jake Harriet having success. And I think between the torn meniscus and the short spring training, the late start to everything, the lack of an off-season routine – I think that really set him back last year so while I don't think we'll get a uh, 30 million dollar pitcher or whatever he's getting paid in terms of, of value I do think that Jake Arietta has a chance to really give something to this team this year and, and kind of make us look at that signing as not the unmitigated disaster that, that uh, certainly after year one I think we all have felt it, it clearly is so I'm expecting a bounce back here for Jake Arietta. to what level I don't know but I think he's better than he was last year and I think that will make a difference for this team. I think the real question marks are when you get to those next two guys, and Eflin and Velasquez. And look, again, I'm not saying that either Pavetta or Arietta helping this team this year is, is a lock. I feel good about it. I don't feel good about Eflin and Velasquez. I feel much better about Eflin than I do Velasquez. I think if Eflin's your five starter, has, you know, historically he's the four now. But if he, if he's the fifth guy you're counting on, and you're asking him to go out and give you six innings and four runs, or or some amalgamation of that, on a consistent basis. I think Zach Eflin can do that for you. I liked what I saw at times from him last year. He obviously had that one stretch of, what, seven or eight starts where he was outstanding. So uh, he has shown he can be successful at a major league level. I don't hate Zach Eflin, I just don't love him. And I, look, he could prove me wrong. He could take another step forward. I know the Phillies believe in him. That's a, a, a good sign. But um, I need to see more from Eflin. But I'm fine with him being a part of the rotation, especially if Arietta or Pavetta can take a big step forward. Vincent Velasquez is where my issue lies, ladies and gentlemen. And I am sure I'm not the only one as uh, Velasquez uh, gives up three home runs yesterday in a start, a spring training start. He's had a rough spring and he's just the same old Vincent Velasquez. Why should we ever believe he's going to be anything different? He had that 10 start stretch last year. He was pretty good. And everything other than that, his entire career has just been other than that 16 strikeout start he had his first year with the Villies. Uh, he has been just the same guy. He doesn't trust his stuff. He nibbles. He walks, guys. And it is infuriating to watch. Not only is it incredibly boring because he's very Steve Traxel like, the human rain delay, finds a way to take forever to get through a start. But he is also just a nibbler and walks too many guys. And he's brutal. He's really rough to, to count on every fifth day. So I don't think Vincent Velasquez is going to last as the five starter, whether it's Jared Eikhoff who gets the next shot, which I would guess uh, healthy. Look, Eikhoff, um I liked Eikhoff in 2016. I had high hopes for him. Um, he had an elite walk rate. He was pretty good. Um, obviously, the injury hasn't fully gotten back. Uh, not someone who's going to beat you with his stuff, more of a beat you with his brain type of pitcher. Um, His stuff is not nasty or whatever, but he's a smart pitcher. And I think if he's healthy, he maybe could give this team some quality innings. And look, I think I'd rather see what he has than Velasquez at this point. I, I legitimately would. But I ultimately think that the answer for the whatever it ends up being, second, third, or fourth, Fifth starting bidger is someone who is not on the team right now. It's a Madison Bumgarner or some other type person. Someone maybe of a lower level, a Danny Duffy, whoever it is. Someone who they could trade for at the trade deadline, who can step in and really fill that role for them and maybe even fill a, a a playoff role, whether they're their fourth starter in of or or better if it's Bumgarner, of course. So I think that ultimately the Phillies are giving the Velasquez thing a try. They're going to see what they got one more time. If it doesn't work, I think they'll try Afflin. I mean, excuse me, I don't think they'll try Eikhoff. I think Drew Anderson might get a shot. Maybe they bring up some of the younger guys and give them a shot. But I think ultimately this team that is going to be competing for the playoffs, for the World Series, that type of level of competition, I think they're going to need to fill that hole, and that's my best guess for where they're going to be able to do it all right let's move on to the bullpen uh, i feel pretty good about the potential for the bullpen now to be fair i wouldn't say i feel amazing about the pen uh if you told me that it wasn't the starting staff that ended up being their achilles heel it ended up being the bullpen i i wouldn't be totally shocked But I do like what they've done. Look, I think Sir Anthony Dominguez has a chance to be one of the best relievers in the sport. I think from a talent perspective, he's there. And what we saw from him, his ability to pitch 10 innings in AAA or whatever it is last year, come up and be the best reliever on the team immediately and for a long stretch of time, I think is a really great thing, and I think you don't see that very often, unless someone's just got it. So I feel great about Sir Anthony, and I feel really good about David Robertson, too. Uh, Probably the most under-unheralded signing of the offseason, but uh, Robertson's a great pitcher who has been consistent for years and seems to be aging and getting better. It's really strange, actually. He's one of those guys, those reverse splits, you can get lefties out uh, better than he even gets righties out. He's a tough pitcher to face for, for any hitter and you add him and Cyranthe at the back end of the pen and whatever order you want to do it. I think that really makes them better. I also am a big believer in the Hector Naris breakout season because I think that Hector Naris after coming back in the Myers last year was just awesome. Lights out. And I know he struggled last year, but he still struck out thirty seven and a half percent of the batters he paced of the batters he faced. That's like a silly number. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, three, almost four out of every 10 batters he faced, he struck out. So I feel really good about the stuff there. We know he struggled in the ninth, doesn't have that closer feel, but I feel really good about Naris as a piece of this pen. After that, there's no one I feel, oh, and Pat Neshek, of course, uh, you know, maybe a bit of a bristly guy, but the dude gets outs. Absolutely. After that, you got some question marks. Tommy Hunter hurt. We'll see. Um, I do like him there. If he's healthy, another guy who gets lefties out. Um, And then Adam Morgan, Jose Alvarez, those two will probably be the lefties in the pen. We'll see. I like the stuff. I don't feel great about either. Dubry Ramos, again, we'll see has shown us some stuff. And Juan Nicasio, a nice long man, had a rough year last year, an outstanding year the year before bullpen guys, obviously very fickle. So look, I think they're pretty well positioned in the bullpen. It is not the best pen in the game. It's not a Yankees type of thing where they just have elite reliever after elite reliever after elite reliever, but they have a couple elite relievers and they can fill in after that. And they've got guys who can get outs and guys who've been there before, uh, at least some of them, the Robertson and Nishak and a few of these other guys. So I feel good about the pen. I feel better about the pen than I do about the back end of the starting rotation. Either way, I think this team is in really good shape. And obviously tomorrow we'll talk about how good shape I think they're in, where they will end up. Um, but lastly, we got to just quickly mention the manager, and we'll talk more about Gabe as it goes. It is funny because I think Gabe was probably the, the topic we talked the most about last year with all the issues and the struggles and getting booed on opening day, which is the craziest thing. But look um, – I think it's a big year for Gabe. That is not a, a, a very obvious. That's a very obvious statement. He's got a lot of talent, and so he needs to win. But I feel good about his ability to do that. I, I think that he's shown that he wants to correct his mistakes. He seems like someone who wants to learn from his mistakes, and I think he did a lot of things really well last year. I know it didn't finish well, but he still took a team that was under talented, uh, incredibly under talented and made them a 500 baseball team and at times playing well above their head. So I think he deserves some credit for that. I think the players like him. Um, and I think we're going to see a, a different Gabe Kapler in some ways this year. And and if nothing else to all the people who have been so hating on the poor guy over the last year, give him a chance, give him a chance to, to actually have a team with some talent and see what this guy can do, especially with a year under his belt. Look, if, if he struggles, with this type of talent. Fine. I get it. But right now I think that Kepler deserves the chance to show what he could do with some talent. We're going to find out. And uh, I personally think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think he does a really good job with this. I think the, again, the players like him. I think they're going to play for him. I think he's going to tone it down on some of the over that he's done. I think he's going to realize that he can't do that with certain guys. And I think he's going to be better at, at kind of taking the criticism that he's gotten the, the, publicly critiquing players all that type of stuff and i think he's gonna take what he learned and i think he's gonna use it i could be wrong but uh that's what i'm expecting all right coming up tomorrow is uh i don't know a baseball game that matters the season starts opening day phillies braves we will be here tomorrow to break it all down we'll look at the game we'll make season predictions bold predictions all that fun stuff i cannot wait it's gonna be awesome the phillies play baseball tomorrow and it matters ah The best. All right. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, thank you for listening to Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24 7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.